Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Israel where we read you the entire Bible in one year based on the weekly Torah portions. My name is Johanna and I will be your reader today. So today is Friday, but I am reading today for the Shabbat, uh, so for tomorrow's portions. And tomorrow is going to be a special Shabbat called Shabbat Shkalim. Um, so you could maybe loosely translate that as the Shabbat of shekels. And it is on this Sabbath that each adult male in Israel was required to contribute half a biblical shekel for the upkeep of the tabernacle. And so we will read the Torah portion that pertains to that today also. That's Exodus 30, 11 through 16. Um, but this week, our portion is called Vayakel, which means he assembled. And um, today's reading will be Exodus 38, 1 through 20. Before we begin our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and thank him for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Before we begin our reading, I also just want to say that um, I'm going to be using the TLV version today, not for any reason other than that I cannot find the my normal Bible that I normally read from for the podcast. Our house is being packed up in boxes, and I've put it somewhere, or I've put something else in front of it, and I cannot find it. So instead of keeping you waiting any longer... I know that some of you are in Australia, New Zealand, and Shabbat's coming very soon, um, or it may have already entered. In that case, I apologize. So I want to um, just go ahead and just read from the version of the Bible that I could find. He then made the altar for burnt offering from acacia wood. It was square, five cubits long, five cubits wide, and three cubits high. He also made the horns on the four corners from one piece and overlaid it with bronze. Then he made all the utensils for the altar, the pots and the shovels, the basins, the forks and the firepans. He made all the utensils from bronze. He also made a bronze grating net for the altar under the ledge around it, reaching halfway up. He cast four rings for the four ends of the bronze grating to be holders for the poles. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with bronze. Then he put the poles into the rings on the sides of the altar to carry it, and he made it hollow out of boards. He made the basin and the base from bronze with mirrors from the women who served at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Then he made the courtyard. For the south side, the hangings of the courtyard were finely twisted linen, 100 cubits long. There were 20 pillars and 20 bronze bases. The hooks of the pillars and their bands were silver. Likewise, for the north side, 100 cubits long, with 20 bronze pillars and bases, and the hooks for the pillars and their bands were silver. For the west side, 
The hangings were 50 cubits with 10 pillars and their 10 bases, as well as the hooks for the pillars and their silver bands. Likewise, for the east side, 50 cubits long. The hangings for one side of the gate were 15 cubits with three pillars and their bases. Similarly, for the other side on either side of the gate of the courtyard were hangings of 15 cubits with their three pillars and their three bases. All the hangings of the courtyard all around were of finely twisted linen. The bases for the pillars were bronze. The hooks of the pillars and their bands were silver. The overlaying of their capitals were silver, and all the pillars of the courtyard were ringed with silver. The curtain for the gate of the courtyard was the work of a color weaver, of blue, purple, scarlet, and finely twisted linen. It was twenty cubits long and five cubits high, like the hangings of the courtyard. Their four pillars and four bases were bronze. Their hooks, along with the overlaying of their capitals and their bands, were silver. All the pegs of the tabernacle and the courtyard all around were bronze. That was Exodus 38, 1 through 20. And now we're going to read about the half shekel in Exodus 30, 11 through 26. Then the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, When you tally the sum of Bnei Israel by numbering them, then every man must pay a ransom for his soul to the Lord when you count them, so that no plague will fall on them. Every one among them who crosses over must give half a shekel according to the sanctuary shekel, which is twenty geras, half a shekel as an offering to the Lord. Everyone who crosses over among them who is counted from twenty years old and upward is to give the offering to the Lord. The rich are not to give more, and the poor are not to give less than the half shekel when they present the offering of the Lord to make atonement for your souls. You are to take the atonement money from Bnei Israel and give it for the service of the tent of meeting, so that it may be a memorial for Bnei Israel before the Lord, to make atonement for your souls. The Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, You will also make a basin of bronze with a bronze stand for washing. You are to place it between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it. Aaron and his sons are to wash their hands and their feet there. Whenever they go into the tent of meeting or come near to the altar to minister, to present an offering made by fire in smoke to the Lord, they are to wash with water so that they do not die. They are to wash their hands and their feet so that they do not die. It is to be an eternal statute for them, to him and to his offspring throughout their generations. Moreover, the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Now take for yourself the best spices, five hundred shekels of flowing myrrh, half as much sweet cinnamon, also two hundred and fifty shekels of sweet calamus, five hundred of cassia, after the sanctuary shekel, plus a hin of olive oil. You are to make holy anointing oil from it, a fragrant mixture, blended as the work of a perfumer. 
It will be holy anointing oil. You are to anoint the tent of meeting with it and the ark of the testimony. That was Exodus thirty eleven through 26. Today's Haftarah portion, which is the portion from the prophets pertaining to this week's Torah portion, is 2 Kings 12, 1 through 16. Yehoash was seven years old when he became king. Yehoash began his reign in the seventh year of Yehu, and he reigned forty years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Tzivia of Beersheba. Now Yehoash did what was right in the Lord's eyes all his days, just as Jehoiada the Kohen instructed him. The high places, however, were not taken away. The people were still sacrificing and burning incense on the high places. Then Yehoash said to the Kohanim, All the money of the sacred donations brought to the house of the Lord, the money in exchange for each person's valuation, as well as all the money that anyone's heart prompts him to bring to the house of the Lord, let the Kohanim receive it each from one of the treasurers, so that they may repair the damage to the house wherever any damage is found. But by the twenty-third year of King Jehoash, the Kohanim still had not repaired the damage to the house. Then King Jehoash summoned Jehoiada the Kohen and the other Kohanim and said to them, Why are you not repairing the damage to the house? Now therefore, Take no more money from your treasurers, but hand it over for the damage to the house. The Kohanim agreed that they would take no more money from the people, nor would they repair the damage of the house. But Jehoiada the Kohen took a chest, bored a hole in its lid, and placed it beside the altar, on the right side as one enters the house of the Lord. The priestly guards of the threshold deposited there all the money that was brought to the house of the Lord. Whenever they saw that there was a large amount of money in the chest, the royal scribe and the Kohen Gadol would come up, put the money in bags, and count the money that was found in the house of the Lord. Then they would give the money that was weighed out into the hands of those who did the work, who had been overseeing the house of the Lord. They, in turn, would pay it out to the carpenters and the builders who worked on the house of the Lord, and to the masons and the stone cutters, and for buying timber and cut stone to repair the damage to the Lord's house, and for all that was laid out for the house to repair it. But there were no silver cups, snuffers, bowls, trumpets, and no vessels of gold or vessels of silver made for the house of the Lord from the money brought to the house of the Lord. For they gave it to those that did the work, and with it they repaired the house of the Lord. They did not check on the men to whom they gave the money to pay the workers, for they dealt faithfully. That was Second Kings 12, 1-16. Today's Shabbat portion from the Apostles is Matthew seventeen, twenty-four through 27 When they came to Kfar Nahum, the collectors of the temple tax came to meet Kepha and said, Your teacher pays the temple tax, doesn't he? Yes, Kepha said. 
Now when Kepha came into the house, Yeshua spoke to him first, saying, What do you think, Shimon? The kings of the earth, from whom do they collect tolls or tax? From their sons or from strangers? After Kepha said, From strangers, Yeshua said to him, Then the sons are free. But so that we do not offend them, go to the sea and throw out a hook and take the first fish that comes up, and when you open its mouth, you'll find a coin. Take that and give it to them for me and you. That was Matthew seventeen twenty four through 27. And that concludes our readings for this Shabbat and this week. Before I sign off, I just want to share a praise report with you all. Um, a couple of days ago, I asked everyone to pray for my daughter, Shia. And today... Friday, finally, um, she has been able to get up and feel much better. The pain in her head and her chest and her throat are eased. Um, she still has some pain in her throat, but she is, I can tell, so, so much better. And of course, um, not really knowing what was wrong or how to treat this, it is a huge relief for me as a mama to see her um, turn a corner in this battle that she's been fighting for the past few weeks. So thank you for praying. It has been a huge, a huge blessing to see her get better and to see God answering your prayers. Um, if you want to send in your prayer request, you can email us to dailybreadmoms at gmail.com. And please feel free to email us with any feedback that you might have um, do you appreciate having these prayer requests from other busy mamas so that we can stand together and pray for each other? Is it something that is um, not good for you in the podcast? Let me know what you think about it. And also, I want to mention about Ukraine. Please um, pray for Ukraine and make sure that you're not just sharing on social media about praying for Ukraine or talking with others about praying for Ukraine, but that you actually maybe stop the music in your house, gather everyone, and just get on your knees before God and ask Him to help the people of Ukraine. And, and don't forget to just, you know, don't just say that everyone needs to pray for Ukraine, but let's actually do it, you guys. And also... um you know, I see the footage that's coming out now from Ukraine of people in their windows, you know, watching as the tanks are rolling into their parking spots. It's terrifying. The, the rockets are just raining in overhead and um, they don't have a um, iron dome like we do here in Israel. And I just cannot imagine the fear and the dread that the people in Ukraine are feeling right now. I know that when Israel goes through um, times like this where we are a nation under attack, and then you see things like huge demonstrations that people are going to in many different countries in support of Israel or to say, you know, stop this aggression and this attack, it is an encouragement and it makes a difference. So um, I know that here in Israel, there's quite a gathering outside the Russian embassy of people saying their opinion that this needs to stop, this 
this incursion into Ukraine. So do also what you can. Find out if there's some something going on, maybe a prayer gathering or some sorts of support demonstrations for the civilians of the Ukraine who are under attack right now. Um, that means a lot as well. And I think anyone who was in their shoes would want the people in the rest of the world to do the same. And while we are on that subject, I have seen footage of you know, huge crowds in Moscow of the Russian people demanding that this war be stopped. So they are standing up in Russia, and please pray for those people as well, because the government has, you know, let loose violence on them to stop their demonstrations as well. So those people who are trying to stand up and demand that the right thing be done are under attack in Russia too. And um, don't forget to pray for them as well, the Russian people. Well, I sorry I got a little bit rambly there at the end, but I just really have had this on my heart and wanted to share it with all of you and encourage you to pray. So that's it from Israel for this week. Shabbat Shalom. Until next time. Music